everybody, and welcome to What's Up With That Pro. It's the podcast where you are watching the TV show Lost in reverse order, or as we like to say here, we have to go back words with uh, one of our hosts, Chad Wago. He's never seen Lost before. I've never seen Lost before we started doing this podcast, and I found a note on the table, <laughs> a mysterious note that was folded up. It says, Log, Iad's wife, Leaf, Quarterly, and Boar. B-W-A-R. Ah, yeah. Do you know anything about this note, uh, fellow co-host AJ Nieves? Um, no, I do not, but I'm very interested to find out more of it. Now, Chad has passed me the note, and I'm staring straight at it. <laughs> yep. Log, Eads, dude, leave quarterly and war. Also, there's a dinosaur on it. Yeah, yeah. it's from my, my dinosaur... Uh, Dinosaur notebook? Yeah, it's a little notepad thing. It's got like sticky notes on there and like sticky dinosaurs, but all the sticky parts don't work real good. And we've solved the mystery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why well, it's torn in half. Welcome back to Dino Note Chat, guys. <laughs> Where we're actually talking in depth about all kinds of dino stuff. But um, that note notwithstanding, we are considering Lost and we are considering Lost Season 3, Episode 4, Every Man for Himself. Sawyer discovers how far his captors will go to thwart his and Kate's escape plans, but uh, Jack must scrub up to save another's life. Desmond's behavior perplexes the survivors when he starts constructing an unknown device. Um, so every man for himself. It's an interesting episode. We get a we get a Sawyer centric episode. Yeah, it was. I re I really dug this episode. Yeah, I was fully engaged throughout. Mm. Nice, like um. Yeah, I, I like this. It it was um it was it was a fun departure from some of the other stuff that we had um in in previous episodes that we already covered, where it's very plot heavy. This is this is a lot of plot, but um, this is plot. But uh, the plot that they give us is it it's a uh, a bunch of cons. Yeah, yeah. Which is always uh, way more interesting than this stupid fucking love rectangle. <laughs> I enjoyed the whole story in, in the episode with for the con. Mm -hmm. I felt like there's cons coming out of everywhere this episode. There's cons <laughs> in the flashback, cons in the on the island present. Well, um, that that's the reason why it was a con about in the flashback. <laughs> yeah, it's to mirror the con that's going on cur concurrently. Concurrently, yeah. when when he was in prison conning that con. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Well, you you was conning an embezzler. Oh. Look, listen, ladies and gentlemen, you listen to this <laughs> wonderful podcast for insights on Lost, but you stay for the wonderful play on words that we give you. So, you know, come correct. Yeah. Also, con. <laughs> <laughs> I just figure if we're going to repeat the word that much, we have to throw in some James yeah. T. Kirk. Hey, hell yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ! They we need they they should have showed a clip of that, but that cost them a bit much. That would have been so incredible if instead of that weird cartoon, yeah. that Jack was watching in the beginning, if they were showing him the Wrath of Khan. <laughs> it was just that one specific clip. Mm -hmm. It was a gift before gifts were gifts, <laughs> and we just had that playing on in his cell. That would drive a man insane. Just James Tiberius Kirk <laughs> screaming out Khan into the heavens yeah. for a good while. Still oh. run over again for hours. <laughs> it's just him staring at that going, oh, Jesus. 
When I was in Seattle uh, a couple of years ago for uh, my cousin's wedding, I went to their uh, pop culture museum that's like right outside the Space Needle, and they had a uh, Star Trek exhibit. And then one of the things that you could do in the exhibit is uh, you could get a video of you doing the con scene. <laughs> Whoa, that's a thing? Yeah. Do you, do you have that video? I do not have no. that video, unfortunately. Did you take that video? Yes, I did. That's fantastic. <laughs> it's just they show you the lead up to the scene, and then it cuts to you in a sound booth going, God! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Um... I don't know. Overall, I'm, I'm I'm in for this episode. I liked it. It was it was a fun romp, and we we um I don't know, we get a lot of of the traditional good lost stuff. There's uh, literary references. One that that kind of comes back, um, and there's uh, just some general more so fun stakes, or so it seems in the beginning, and then later on we figure those stakes are kind of not true. But um, but yeah, it's a, I I like what they did this. This uh, this episode. One of the other things that I thought that this episode did really well is all of the scenes that didn't have anything to do with the main plot also had things that were setting up for future episodes. Oh, yeah. 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 I, like I, the Desmond stuff? Yeah, the Desmond stuff was setting up for future episodes. Uh, Jack noticing mm. uh, the spinal tumor. Yeah. yeah. And it seems appropriate. I mean, we're in the fourth episode of the season... Um, four episodes in, they they probably were laying some track for what they're gonna do this season. Um, oh, and uh, what's his name? The guy who uh, Desmond? No, um, Danny Echo. Charlie. They mentioned Echo, but yeah. Early. Uh, the the one that they had the standalone episode about. Oh, um, Nikki and Paulo. Oh, Paulo, yeah. yeah, that's right. I keep on wanting to call him Pedro, but I'm like, I feel like it would be racist if I said that. <laughs> well, it's not as racist as Zorro, which is it's one that Sawyer gets off. Uh, speaking of which, he gets his he gets a whole uh, you know fun romp through all his nicknames, which is another sterling up part of the the episode. Oh yeah, I I wrote down Murgatroyd at one point. What is Murgatroyd? He calls that that convict guy or the embezzler Murgatroyd. I did not get that reference. I don't know what that is. The only thing that I know with Murgatroyd is Heavens to Murgatroyd. Oh. Which is something a cartoon character says. Yeah, that sounds right. Oh, okay. I still don't know what that means. (laughs) (laughs) We'll find out. I don't know. Let's try and consult the Google. Yeah. Yeah. While um, Chad is digging through his crystal ball of Google answers, um, you can talk about the the flashback story a little bit. So Sawyer is in jail, um, but he's also in jail. He sees another person just get to jail. It's a it's a relatively soft man who's probably in jail for embezzling or stealing money. He's stolen a significant sum, and the warden is being nice to him to kind of just kind of walk him through or to like. Pretty much get his hands on that cash. Yeah, the warden played by Bill Duke from Predator. That dude! Oh, as soon as he came on screen, Bloss has some fun cameos. <laughs> like we got Cheech Marin one week. We've got um, we've got a uh, we've got that guy from <laughs> the Fly and oh Jesus, what is it? Jeff name? Goldblum? No, the other not the Fly, <laughs> but um, uh, Johnny Five Alive. What uh, Short Circuit? Oh yeah, oh yeah. That guy. You yeah. know what I'm talking about. We'll we'll come back to him. But, yeah, they, they yeah, have a lot of fun in there, though. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> he knows who he is. Yeah. 
Uh, Fisher. Something Fisher. Yeah, Fisher, Fisher Stevens. Stevens. Jesus yeah, Christ. That's right. <laughs> yes. Murgatroyd is an English surname. Its entomology, according to one source, is as follows. In 1371, a constable was appointed to the district of Warley in Yorkshire. He adopted the name of Johannes D. Morgateroid, or literally, <laughs> Johannes of Moorgateroid, or the district leading to the moor. I feel like this is making it worse, trying to figure out what we're talking about. <laughs> The name is also used in a favorite catchphrase of Hanna-Barbera cartoon character Snagglepuss. Oh. Heavens to Murgatroyd. Huh. A line also first spoken by Bert Lahr in the 1944 film Meet the People. Was the Meet the People about stealing money from the government? I have no idea. Or maybe being bald or fat? Other fictional characters named Murgatroyd. The Murgatroyd family in the Gilbert and Sullivan 1887 opera Ruddigore. The Murgatroyd family of business people in Fall in London. Hmm. Evelyn Murgatroyd in The Voyage Out, a 1915 novel by Virginia Woolf. General Murgatroyd in Highland Fling, a 1931 novel by Nancy Mitford. Hmm. Murgatroyd and Winterbottom, a British comedy act consisting of Ronald Franco and Tommy Handley. Ambrose Murgatroyd in the 1941 Preston Sturges movie The Lady Eve. And I'm getting tired of reading <laughs> So, uh, listeners, if you want to hear more of Chad reading Murgatroyd uh, references, references uh, subscribe to our Patreon <laughs> one day when we have one. Yeah, see, that's a deep cut. That's a deep Sawyer cut of, like, Murgatroyd. Like, uh, all, his references, all his references can hit. There's got to be at least one that's, like, meant for one specific person. <laughs> There's somebody that was watching the show that night who is like a like a history buff and maybe like some kind of I don't know some some strange history teacher was like they said Murgatroyd on Lost last night did you hear I nearly came in my pants I'm a teaching professor yeah uh, teacher professor is always jizzing on their pants <laughs> to Murgatroyd references yeah. on TV uh, but um yeah. I tried looking up Murgatroyd and Lost yeah and Everything is about uh, Peta Murgatroyd, uh, who lost on Dancing with the Stars. Whoa. Yeah. Maybe that was the reference. I don't think it is. <laughs> well, that Yo, guy. On the Lost Reddit, someone actually asked, what does Murgatroyd mean? <laughs> Whoa. All right. All right, Reddit. Uh, what does Murgatroyd mean? So you're called Munson this. I've heard the phrase heavens to Murgatroyd or something like that before. What does the meaning of the nickname mean? And someone just wrote a fucking Wikipedia entry. You're Whoa. not helpful, asshole. <laughs> Was it the same Wikipedia entry you've been reading for the last five minutes? Uh, it looked like the uh, f- the first version of it. Uh, oh, it's actually from phrases.org.uk. Oh. I'm not going to read it. Yeah. Okay. If you yeah. do, you have to do it in an English accent. <laughs> <laughs> also, subscribe to our Patreon. Yeah. Please. Oh, that stick comes back. Oh, shit, that stick comes back this episode. I don't know, for some reason, that got me a little excited. Ben and that, that, that nightstick that he moves yeah, around with that comes back. collapsible baton. Oh, I thought you were talking about the, the Patreon shtick. Oh. <laughs> I was confused about I'm glad that. we have that. I mean, that shtick is not yeah. getting old. We are gonna get a, we're going to get a Patreon, you guys. Just, just, yeah. just you wait. I mean, we already have one that we constantly <laughs> reference. <laughs> I just haven't told you guys about it, so I can keep all that sweet Patreon money. It's it's a secret, y'all. I'm so sorry. You guys are a little out of the loop. 
<laughs> the sweet Patreon money that rolls in from the people that don't know yeah. about. <laughs> it's just it's three sh- it's three Saudi sheiks. We've talked about this yeah. on the podcast. It, yeah, we a, have to. It's a three level con. <laughs> Wait, so that stick? He comes into the he comes into the cell with that stick. Like Ben is in a like a fearsome opponent with that goddamn <laughs> stick in his hand. Like you would, I, the character of Ben Linus is just one of a. Of a of a nerd, generally to me, like a bug eyed nerd. Yeah. But he, he can really he can really rep himself with that stick. So hey, man, hats off too. I I kind of feel like with uh with a stick like that, it's like you don't have to be that good at beating people. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, what is that? What is that baton? It seems like it. He has he commands that baton yeah. so. Well, I think easily. he's got all that nerd rage in there, and then he says, <laughs> out. he's it's, beating. It's like I'll show you a mice and men reference, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Baton! Baton, baton! <laughs> uh, he just... <laughs> that would have made the episode even way better. He just says baton while he's wailing on Sawyer with the baton. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Sawyer... Just very a very confused Sawyer looking up like, Are you saying the words baton as you hit me with a baton? <laughs> I don't know what I'm supposed to do with this. My heart rate... I feel like that, w- that would turn it into some sort of weird anime. <laughs> It's like, why are you calling out the move? Okay, <laughs> right. Since we've gotten into that, what is up with calling out the name of moves before you do moves in in, in general? In that, fa- I mean, I love it. It's fine, but like, it's just always so like, um, I don't know. Is it just supposed to, you're supposed to believe in the moves as a as a character of their own? Like, I don't know. It always seems weird to me. Oh, uh, it, it seems completely normal to me. But I also grew up <laughs> loving professional wrestling. <laughs> Where you have announcers calling uh, out the names of the moves as I you're see. doing them. And it's just like, well, you know, they don't actually have announcers. So you have to call the names of the moves out yourself. <laughs> I was like, oh, he's about to do his thing. He's like, why are you talking about yourself in the third person? Don't worry about it. Stun baton. <laughs> like, wouldn't it be hilarious if uh, uh, in those RKO videos, the RKO out of nowhere ones, if like you saw the guy just scream RKO right before he did it? <laughs> Like, the other person is going to be like, what? And then, boom, RKO. Yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, well, we also get kind of a little... Yeah. Well, another thing about that baton that has always been weird to me is that when this episode came out, I remember a friend of mine was, like, really concerned. Like, where did Ben get that baton? Like, how could <laughs> like, he get that he on the island? It? Like, how he could have gotten one of those while they're on this island, where they also have guns and operating rooms and things right i felt like that was some sort of weird secret we were going to learn later on in the show oh i mean we kind of did that he leaves the island yeah that's true yeah but i mean it wasn't like it was some special thing that's not like it's just how they get stuff on the island right speaking of of if we launch forward to that episode where the the baton comes back it's it's him it's ben waking up in tunisia right and he's got all his clothes and um, he uses that stun baton to like, to kind of do like almost like a flashbang on those guys, where like he just shows them the baton and they're like, "What is this?" And he's just like, "Oh, I don't know." And then like, he just yeah, they were those confused. Dudes. They're like, "Where did you get that in the middle of the desert?" Yeah. <laughs> they couldn't figure it out, and he started screaming baton and whacking him in the head. If, if they if they saw him with a the gun, they would have just been like, "Oh, gun! That's standard fit." Yeah. This baton, though. So. If you were the kind of person who would shout out the name of a move before you do it, when you're shooting someone, 
Do you yell gun? <laughs> do you yell bullet? Do you yell shoot? Or do you yell bang? Ooh. That's a good one. Um, I, the, the, I would go with what the bulk of the move is. And in this case, it's a bullet entering your body. <laughs> so so as you're shooting someone, you'd be like, bullet, 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 <laughs> bullet. Yeah, whatever the thing that's touching the other person's flesh, that's what I would name my move. <laughs> so it's going to be bullet, blade, um, baton. Uh, bat. Yeah. Did you say bat? Yeah. Like you can touch like... someone with a bat. Oh yeah. Shit. You know you said that, and in my mind I thought an actual living flying <laughs> bat. Like... It's Halloween season, so you have the spooky bats <laughs> on the brain. I do. I'm thinking in terms of yeah. You said bat and for some reason. I didn't think of an actual baseball bat. Oh Jesus Christ! Things are happening yeah. in my mind, you guys. I'm just imagining now. That you imagine Batman instead of having batarangs, <laughs> he's throwing actual literal bats. <laughs> just and they're not even the carnivorous, car, carnivorous, carnivorous ones. They're just like fruit, fruit-eating bats that are no threat to anybody. <laughs> just getting wet, wallop with them. Oh, uh, going back to what you were yeah. saying, David, about uh, your friend that was curious about how did he get the baton on the island. Uh, there was a moment in this episode where I was like, how do they, uh, something on this island? Because right when they're about to uh, inject Sawyer in the heart, right. one of the guys tells the other one, you have to do it through the sternum, like in the movie. Nah. Oh, shit. Uh, which I assume they're referencing Pulp Fiction. Yeah. And at this point, I don't know whether or not it's established whether or not the others grew oh. up here or not. Oh. So it's like, how do they know about Pulp Fiction? Yeah. That is a very subtle reference, and I, yeah, I, I could see that. Yeah. Oh, shit. How interesting. Yeah, I think if they had said it maybe in a, one episode earlier, it'd be different, but we saw Jack watching cartoons, so you can kind of go, oh, I guess they've got movies here. But even though that's a movie from the 90s, not from the Dharma times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, those cartoons... How? Why cartoons? You think? Like, I I would imagine because we already saw Carl in that Room Twenty Three where he's kind of got his own movie to watch. Um, <laughs> but like, then that's the thing that they're using for torture. So what is why? Why does Jack get get this cartoon? I don't know. I don't yeah, understand. I don't think they're torturing him. They're just trying to give him something to occupy his time with. I see. They're trying to make it less torturous yeah. for him. I see. Like, yeah, throw that dude like a book. I'm sure they got a Mice and Men in there. Like, Ben is quoting that shit from no. memory. Like, uh, I wonder. I thought that uh, the Mice and Men off between uh, <laughs> Sawyer and uh, Ben was really interesting. Because when he throws the quote at Ben, and Ben doesn't know what it is, he's like, oh, it's of Mice and Men, stupid. Don't you read? <laughs> right. And so, when... Ben starts quoting it back to Sawyer. Sawyer's like, what are you talking about? He's like, it's of mice and men. Don't you read? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Which leads me to believe that when Sawyer is freed from prison, he stops reading. (laughs) (laughs) He just doesn't read anymore until he's on the island and he starts reading again. Yeah. Which makes me think Sawyer only reads when he feels trapped. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's a mental escape for that's a yeah. wonderful theory to put forward I, I i that i would believe that 100 percent. he's just like i only read for escapism like how about for learning nope purely to yeah. escape my life on this island or in this prison cell 
And then I like the I like the overlap that we had between on island and the flashback where um, he could still feel trapped. I mean, all these characters feel trapped, even in their off island lives. You can kind of see that they're 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 victim to their trauma that they keep on reliving off island, and it's not any different from Sawyer. But it's kind of nice to see them put that in a literal sensor. It's a f- literal prison, and it's got the best. Warden. That's like the that's that like when I think Warden, I think that guy. Yeah. His name Bill. What? Bill Duke. Bill Duke. Jesus, has that guy? That guy's like not stopped working, and he looks almost the same as he did in like 1987's yeah. Predator. No, that's why they say black don't crack. Yeah. Black does not crack. Oh. He looks like he's always about to hit you. <laughs> yeah, he looks like he's just getting to the breaking point with all the people that he's talking yeah. to that he's in scenes with. Like, uh, like he has he has um. He has resting. I wish a motherfucker would face. <laughs> He's got yeah. resting. I wish a motherfucker would face. He's also got like resting a mama beat down face. You like you know when you know how it is like with either of your parents how close you can get to the edge before you're like all right I'll pull back a little bit but like yeah he's got that face on like he's got the face of yeah I wish a motherfucker would or like don't make me beat you in this grocery store <laughs> not taken from a real life example but you know what I'm saying I never had the uh, the sort of like. With my mom, I could figure out like exactly where the line was. With my dad, the line would change from day to day. <laughs> so it's just like sometimes I could just be like, oh, yeah, I can just keep on doing whatever I want. <laughs> and like I'm never getting punished for this. Other times, it's like first time I step out of line, first thing in the morning, it's like, oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember um, the getting... The line. I remember getting dirty lickings in a gems store. And that's how old the story is because gems doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. But I remember being at gems and I was what like... What kind of store was gems? I was picturing a jewelry store. Oh, it's like a... That's it? a weird it was place kind of like a Woolworthy it's kind of thing. It's like a type of store, right? So it was, Never it was been almost, in a Woolworthy either. It's yeah, like a, it's a department store. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is it closest? Is it kind of like Sears? I can't remember anymore. I don't feel like it's super Sears-y. Well, I was at this. I was at this. Like gems. gems wasn't like appliances. Yeah, yeah. It and was it, more like Holiday Mart. Yeah, yeah. I remember, and I remember they before Dae, sh- before Don Quixote. I remember uh. that. Yeah, and Dae still a thing. So I guess that would be the kind of the closest thing. But I remember like my. Sh- I remember wanting these really expensive like tennis shoes, and my mom was all like, "No, we're here to get like two cans of spam and go home." And I remember throwing a fit and starting to cry, and my mom paid for the stuff quietly carried me out to the car and then like just beat my ass on the car ride home and it just was like while she was driving while she, well yeah while she was driving my mom you was... only need one hand to drive <laughs> the other hand you can just flail at your child <laughs> yeah and this is like back in the early 1990s where parents or other parents are like yeah beat that kid yeah. and i think nowadays you if people saw you like whacking your kids they would like call the cops and it's yeah. like oh this lady in uh, you know blue uh, ford focus is beating your child <laughs> yeah. i don't know why your mom drives a ford focus you know what that was the exact car that we drove no it was it was probably closer to some weird blue station wagon thing but but yeah i i remember that but i remember drawing the ire of my parent like my mom <laughs> like that just getting you ever you guys ever got like yelled at in public or like or anything by your parents I never. I don't think I ever got yelled at in public by my parents. It was always the real quiet. Just wait until we get home. Because yeah. my mom would do a thing where she would count to three, and if she got to three, that means we would get it when we got home. Damn. Yeah. That's actually kind of good. Like that gives a little anticipation. Yeah. 
I'm trying to think of ways, like, if I had children, how would I... I always thought it was, like, that was just a thing that people knew about. Because I remember she did that one time, and my aunt was there. And, like, my mom started counting, and she got to two, and I stopped whatever I was doing. And my aunt was like, what What does that mean? Yeah. Why did she, why did she start counting? I'm like, you know. You know, you know what that was. Don't play dumb. <laughs> Don't play dumb Aunt Sally. <laughs> That's incredible. Uh, that's too funny. Well, that probably just means that your grandma never actually counted. She yeah. just started whooping <laughs> <You> ass. <laughs> your grandma just had, like, a lasso. She would just lasso the kids. I don't know why a lasso. That's why she was so confused. Like, why did she bother counting and not just start hitting you? <laughs> yeah. Hit them and then lasso them in. That's how you draw them towards you so they can get within arm rank, arm length of you. you don't know. even wait for them to do something wrong. Just hit them. Yeah. They did something wrong at some point. They're thinking about doing something wrong. I feel... I feel uh, I don't know if I'm alone in this, but I'll, I'll come right out. I I feel like that's kind of that that like things are okay back then for parents to do that, and I feel like a lot of the kids now could benefit from more corporal punishment. Uh, I don't know if that's the <laughs> nicest way I could say it. Kids I, need to get their ass beat nowadays, yeah. and they don't. I think that a lot of us got our asses beat more than we should have. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. But I do think that corporal punishment should still be. Uh, an arrow in your quiver. I think so too. At least yeah. for younger children, uh, I'm not advocating for beating younger kids, yeah. but also yeah, that's exactly not what you're beating. Doing. Yeah, that's what doing. <laughs> like beating implies a sustained amount of hitting. Yeah. Right. Generally speaking, I think all of us were fine after the first hit. Yeah. yeah. Like the first time we get whacked, it's just like, okay, we're gonna stop this now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I d- I don't know. Like, like uh, the rest of them are just reminders. Yeah, yeah. I was, I got lickings as a kid until like maybe I hit 12. And then my mom was like, oh, you're getting way too big for these. Like, yeah, it's not, it's not being effective. Anymore. Yeah, after a while, they're just like, now you got to go to your room or whatever. <laughs> but I remember like all the way up until the solid age of, solid age of 11 or 12, I was just like catching a couple of whacks. <laughs> And it's like it's like black mom wax because my mom is black as fuck and she'll beat the shit out of me. You know what I mean? Like there's there's no playing around with a black mom because she will fuck you up. Like my dad stopped hitting me around uh, twelve or thirteen. At that point, it wasn't because I, w- I got big or anything because I was still like four ten or four eleven or something. Yeah. Uh, but what he said was, "You're old enough to know better by now. <laughs> I shouldn't have to hit you." Which didn't mean that he didn't stop, uh, that he stopped throwing things. Because he would still throw things at me sometimes. I see. Did, did you get a lot of that? A lot of, a lot of throw stuff? A lot of things getting thrown at you? Not a ton, but I could tell when I fucked up. Because, like, I would see him just reach into his pocket to get his, like, massive uh, thing of keys. I'm just like, I don't even know what all this shit is. Because there was, like, keys for our house keys for uh, my grandma's house, keys for my grandpa's house, uh, random other keys, uh, <laughs> things on keychains, a knife. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> like a Swiss Army knife kind of thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's just like you would just whip the whole thing at me. <laughs> Holy shit. Like, like, in some, I can imagine, like, in slow motion, just that blade coming out of the Swiss Army, like, pocket. Or the corkscrew. <laughs> or the corkscrew. Or the, or the can opener. Just like, oh, God, like, getting hit by a can opener. <laughs> It's got that hook on it. Yeah. Ah. Jesus Christ. Oh, man. What? Yeah. That's, that's how they used to wake me up. <laughs> <laughs> not not the keys. Like, uh, I would leave uh, all my shoes on a shoe rack uh-huh. by the entrance to my bedroom. So that, like, 
before I even leave the house, I could pick out which pair of shoes because I used to be a real sneakerhead mm. growing up. And then, like, when I wouldn't wake up, my dad would just grab one of the shoes by my door and just th- hurl it at me. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> so I'm, like, sleeping in bed all of a sudden, punk. Oh, Damn. I guess it's six o'clock. <laughs> yeah. I used to get, I used to get uh, lickings for my grandparents, which is so fun like i mean now when i look back at it it's a fun thing like i, I don't know but i remember it's once quality time it's quality time with grandma and grandpa but i remember um being a kid and um my older cousins which are like five years older than me or something but they they ended up coming over to my grandparents house and they're all there to help my grandfather cut cut down this mango tree not cut it all the way down but just to trim it trim it up so i remember going there and i was in the backyard with my cousins and we were talking but um my grandfather came up, and then he looked directly in my face, and he said, don't climb that mango tree. And like at five years old, soon as he said that, all I wanted to do was climb that mango tree. <clears throat> so my cousins were, um, were, were cutting and, tr- and pruning and cutting all this other stuff down. And as soon as they left, and everybody went inside to like drink tea or some shit, <laughs> I remember like being in the backyard, and I was like, now's my chance, I gotta climb up on that tree. So like I ended up climbing up on the ladder that was attached to the tree and climbing up into the tree. And before I could reach like two rungs, I felt this burning fucking feeling on my ass. It was just my grandfather with these <laughs> hands of steel just whacked the shit out of me. And I flew off the ladder and like started writhing on the floor on the grass for like a little bit. And it was just my mother going, good for you. And I was like, what? No, grandpa whacked my butt butt. <laughs> And it was, it was like, it was something I deserved, but I almost felt like my grandfather was like fucking inception, <laughs> inceptioning or Jedi mind tricking me or something. Yeah. And just all like, don't climb the mango tree. <laughs> and I just went like, I wasn't thinking about anything not related to Tiny Toon Adventures until just then, but I will climb this mango tree. <laughs> and then I paid for it dearly. Uh, have you climbed a mango tree since? Like now that I see mango trees, it's just trauma all the time. <laughs> Like, I can't be around mango trees without getting, like, teary-eyed. <laughs> Holding your butt. <laughs> Anytime anybody goes, like, you want a mango? I'm like, no, no, I don't want a mango. <laughs> Is anyone else's butt hot? <laughs> Mangoes are dangerous. Does anybody feel like they just got whacked with a really hard steel hand that's worked several years at a painting job on Pearl Harbor? <laughs> yeah, good old looking yeah, to Grandpa. <laughs> yeah, share share us uh, on Twitter, your, your childhood... Uh, licking stories, <laughs> <laughs> listener with uh, with hashtag uh, child lickens. <laughs> hashtag just one hit. Just one hit. <laughs> That's so great. <laughs> oh, because remember, after that, it's a beating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it could be funny if your parents had to explain that to you. Like, I'm gonna hit you once, because after that, CPS is gonna be involved. But I'm just gonna be like, yeah, I just hit him the one time. It's not technically a beating unless you hit him more than once. I'm a lawyer. <laughs> like your parents, are like your parents are not lawyers. <laughs> it's like that's what it says in the law. <laughs> no, sir, it does not. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it says that in the law. Like what part of the law? You know, the the law. Yeah, it's somewhere in the back. <laughs> it's probably a footnote. <laughs> uh, Foot in like, your ass, note. <laughs> It's just, it's the police officer just asking the question, did you just say footnote in my ass? Put in my ass note? Yeah, officer. Do you want lickings? I said what I said. (laughs) It's the law. 
I'll, I can whack my kids, but I cannot beat my kids. Nah. The Constitution is very, very, very <laughs> set on this. It's the 11th Amendment. <laughs> uh, maybe we could talk a little bit about the, uh, the side, the B story, which is Desmond doing the, um, doing the preparation. We kind of know what's going on here. There's not a whole lot to cover. Is there anything interesting or interest noteworthy about those Desmond's uh, the entirety of the plot is Desmond stares at Claire in her tent, I guess. Yeah. Would be the best way to describe that uh, house. I guess so. Yeah. And then he says, hey, you should move. I'm going to fix your roof. She's like, I don't think there's anything wrong with my roof. And then, uh, uh, what's his name? The Hobbit. Charlie. Charlie yeah. comes up. He's like, hey, what's up? And he's like, I'm going to fix the roof. Charlie's like, I can fix it. Desmond's like, all right. And he leaves. Yeah. Then he goes and he gets a uh, five iron from uh, Pedro. <laughs> Paulo, yeah. Paulo, yeah. <laughs> then he leaves. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's... I'll put this forward. Here, you're on an island and there are monsters and polar bears. You yeah. really think that nobody's going to believe that you can see the future? Just like this, <laughs> put it on the table, son. Like, hey, I'll tell you what. There is a lightning strike that's going to happen this evening, and there's going to be a crazy flood. Like, they could probably go, like, that's bullshit. Yeah. I don't believe that. Well, he doesn't want to tell everyone and then be right, because they're, they're going to worship him as a god or something. Yeah. Or constantly pester him about That's the difference between me yeah. and Desmond Hume, is I want those god, not even the powers, just give me the worship and the acclaim of weird island people. Like, well, if he if they said no, and the, the story would have, gone on as regular like he could have still assembled that that lightning rod and um it would have had the same result yeah. you know so like he couldn't convince her to leave he's not good at diplomacy or whatever <laughs> skills you need and he didn't even try <laughs> he's just like you should go she's like no he's like okay <laughs> he just goes hey there's something wrong with your roof you should really not sleep here tonight like like any other person yeah. she just went like what no like we're on the beach i'm not <laughs> What, what am I trying to get you out of this roof? Down the beach and just sleep with no roof? <laughs> yeah, I want you to take you and your baby and sleep down on the beach <laughs> with no roof. Yeah. What's so hard for you to go and do that? Like, why is this a problem? What's... The problem with if you reveal the fact that you can see the future in order to get the acclaim from everyone, people are going to expect you to do it again. And reliantly, right? And he's yeah. just getting yeah. flashes. So there's a flaw there. So it's uh, like you you can try and pretend to be a god, and then when someone's just like, oh, what's going to happen give next? Me that, give me yeah. that Captain Cook action. I'll be a god for a little <laughs> bit. Then you can like stab me with a fucking Kirby yeah. sword or something. It'll be fine. But for a little while, I'm going to lord it up. God of the, god of the island style. Uh, I foresee next you are going to bring me a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> then you just throw in a bitch at the end of that one for good measure. <laughs> Good lord. And he only has those visions about Charlie's deaths. So everyone would just be like, oh, Charlie must be like your special chosen person because you only see stuff about Charlie. Yeah. Did he ever see the future again after Charlie died? A few times. Oh, wait, after Charlie died. I thought after Charlie died was when we found out that he's immune to electromagnetism. Yeah. Yeah. So he goes, does some time traveling, but not flashes like that. Yeah, does the show ever clear that up? I feel like they left that kind of open, too. Like, they never 
Yeah, so maybe he doesn't have the power to see the future. He only has the power to see Charlie die. (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) That's a weird power to have, but they threw it on this character in the show. They're like, yeah, give it to that guy. Like, he'll see just the one death. I feel like that that is a... uh, it's a pretty shitty superpower. Yeah. It's a shitty superpower, but a great writing device to get rid of one of your number one characters, which is... But to tease his uh, death yeah. many times before you actually do it. It's it's. I, I think this is what I'm going to be coining, and probably somebody's already coined this already. <laughs> this is what we call the Kenny effect, where like if you see it enough times, it's just you're not going to have that effect later on. So I don't think they wanted... Because this is like pre... Game of Thrones, and, and sorry, Dave, this is pre-Game of Thrones where, like, any character can die at any time, right? So they, they still have to, like... I feel like Dave knows that much about yeah. Game of Thrones. Okay, perfect. Well, because then at that point, then, at, for for a major character like Charlie to get knocked off the show, I think it would have been a little bit more shocking if they just did it, like, out of the blue or something. Yeah. So they, do you think that they were trying to soften the blow by using this hmm. narrative device? I think what they were trying to do is they were trying to lessen audience backlash and fan backlash off, uh, from the loss of a beloved character but because they massaged it in since we're seeing it now in episode four and i don't think it even starts here it probably starts maybe in some earlier episodes in the season where like at this point as the audience we don't even know what the hell he's doing or why he set up that that lightning rod we know that it it it, he did that for a reason, but we don't know it's to protect Charlie. We think that there is that misdirect where he, I guess the audience would see it as it's a Claire thing because he, yeah. kept, he keeps coming to Claire. Like he saves her from the, or he seemingly saves her from the the lightning ro- uh, lightning bolt that strikes. He saves her from drowning in the ocean, which wasn't her. It was Charlie that mm. went in to save her and, and save her and that. So I guess that was like the writing misdirect where they're just like, yeah, just make it Claire, and then we'll we'll circle back to to Charlie, and now it's a whole Charlie thing and. And then now Charlie's gone from the entire series to go work on a bug show or whatever, (laughs) you know? So, um, yeah, I just think it was, like, something to prevent the audience from tuning out. You know, know, like, some people have that mentality where, like, well, if this X character dies, I'm not watching anymore. Now now I feel like if you have a kid and then you guys have, like, a beloved family pet that you know is sick or old, (laughs) you're just going to tell your kid randomly, like, every few months, like, oh, yeah, uh... Spot died. <laughs> Spot's fine. You just put Spot in the bathroom or something. But you're just fucking with the kid until the kid's finally just like, I don't care if Spot's dead. It's like, oh, well, Spot's actually dead this time. <laughs> don't you feel like a jerk? <laughs> that's, that's, that's what we call raising psychopath killers one-on-one. <laughs> like, I'm, just, I'm raising my kid to have no feelings or to, like, to deaden those feelings, like, steadily over time for for their dog and then eventually for like other small animals (laughs) until they get to humans (laughs) (laughs) oh my god uh but um yeah yeah, there's that um we should probably talk about what actually the cons that were happening in the episode were yeah yeah let's let's get into it first con of the night um the pacemaker con, I guess we're gonna. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The main yeah. con. We'll go with that one because yeah. we've already mentioned about the uh, the shot the, in the heart and everything. Yeah. Um. It, like, somebody want to explain the the pacemaker con? Yeah. They uh, Ben Ben has them shove a needle in his chest and then 
Presumably cut open his chest a little bit, at least, just so they can sew him back up. What was that? Was that just like a little burp and then like gave him a few stitches afterwards? Yeah, or yeah they, like, get I, in there. I was like really confused. I was like, I feel like surgery to put a pacemaker in your heart would leave a bigger hole than that. Yeah. Right. Wouldn't they have to like, you know, crack that chest open? <laughs> I don't... Yeah. I, although I don't know how big a pacemaker is. Yeah. I yeah. don't think that they're that big, but mm. I feel like they don't have the technology on the island uh. to have, like, a tiny pacemaker yeah. like that. You know, it's weird. Like, I don't know if we've asked this question about the show, but Dharma Initiative, we're a set of scientists. That's fine. You don't have, like, a regular doctor? You guys are going to be on some island secluded away from all mm. civilization. Like, you're not going to have, like, a real, you know, ears, nose, and throat doctor on an island? they had Dr. Pierre Chang. <laughs> that guy yeah. was like the doctor of being in front of a camera yeah. for a while. <laughs> he was like, I'm very well at being in front of cameras. Yeah, the, the acting doctor? <laughs> the acting doctor. When Juliet delivered the kid, mm. was everyone else in the room a nurse? I don't know. I don't remember. I feel like I there was probably so. like an actual doctor, right? Yeah. It's gotta be. Yeah, so it's like, they, they probably oh, did yeah. bring general pe- practitioners think- in during the Dharma yeah. days. Because I think in that scene, they said, oh, the doctor is out at, like, the flame station or something. Or oh. well, I only remember yeah. one other doctor, and um, we've seen him throughout the series, but he's already dead when we see him already. Um, the son... Um, Ethan? Ethan. Yeah. Goodwin. Uh, no, wait, not Goodwin. Um, what is what is Ethan's last name? Or what is it? Frome. Ethan. <laughs> Even though his, his father's name is Goodspeed. Goodspeed, that's right. <laughs> there you go. Um... Yeah, like that's the only other doctor that I can call on the show. Yeah. But he wasn't even a real doctor. I think he was another fertility specialist or something. I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, so they they uh, tell Sawyer that they put this pacemaker in his heart where uh, if his heartbeat goes above 140 beats per minute, it's going to explode. Yeah. Like they turned him into the anti-crank. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's a good way to put yeah. that. They were saying, okay, he was going off based off of whatever information Sawyer had given him. Was that true? Was he really getting that information from Sawyer at that time? Or is this just like some weird gaffe in the writing? Because later on, we come to find out that Juliet has files on everybody. Or Ben has files on everybody that they have gotten from, was it the flame oh, station? Yeah. Maybe maybe they hadn't gotten the files at Maybe this they point? don't have medical files. They just have mm. history files. Oh, yeah. yeah. That would make sense. Yeah. yeah. So would... he probably has like his prison record. So he knew about the the con where he got out six years early. And he knows that uh, Sawyer doesn't already have a pacemaker. Yeah. I see. Like that level of medical records right. might be. It also could just be a thing of like he's asking him these questions so that later on when he hears of this pacemaker thing, he goes, "Oh, that's why he would, was asking this stuff." Oh I yeah, he might have now. been uh, setting it up, yeah. priming the pump for the yeah. con. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I see. Yeah, that makes sense. I can see how that would work. Yeah, I think that that's probably the yeah. reason. Yeah, that actually makes most the most sense for for what's going on. Because I was like, <laughs> it's like, man, what, like, I know you have access to his medical records. You don't have access to like his height and weight and all that. You like, you. I mean, some people they have access to the medical records, uh, if not most. Like, you know how much he weighs. And like, what if there's some weird anomaly with his heart that wasn't known and then he like was like yeah 140 is like your kill heart rate but he like has a resting bp that's higher 
You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. I'm saying that because I was nearly... <laughs> I was just like, had like some kind of weird thing that went on with that. Oh, one. yeah. How, how high did your heart rate go when you were having It was were like 200. Like, oh, yeah, I, um, I ended up going to the doctor because I had like weird chest pains. It turns out that like I had like a high heart rate of like 200 beats per minute. And the doctor was like, I don't know what the fuck. It just turns out I was like taking fucked up amphetamine pills that I bought on the internet <laughs> um, that I thought would make me better. But they ended yeah. up just making my heart want to explode. <laughs> yeah. It was like um, it increases brain function by having your heart beat so fast <laughs> that it really gets that blood up to your brain. Yeah, like just send it all up there, send it all to the top. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I remember I remember those uh, the doctor was all like, "Yo, dude, yeah, two hundred beats per minute. It's like near, you're not in good shape." Yeah. But yeah, one hundred and forty beats per minute. God yeah. damn. So if if Sawyer in this episode was the reverse crank, then you were the regular crank, I guess. How <laughs> <laughs> was the regular crank, but. Like minus all the cool Jason Statham <laughs> moves, my like like my moves like would be the fastest thing I'd reach for is probably a Jack and a Bur- Jack and a Burks yeah Jack and a Burks burger. <laughs> I'm making that franchise tonight. Jack and a Burks <laughs> burger. <laughs> Good lord, but yeah, it's, it's one of those. So we get that con in the the pacemaker. Um, another con is I felt like. I felt like the flashback was going to be like a con for Sawyer entirely. And then it would just end up with him getting sent down some, getting even heavier sentence. I felt like, I felt like there was some kind of weirdness going on where, um, all of a sudden there's this new guy in jail and he, and Sawyer just happens to hear the news that this guy is coming to some money and now the warden is trying to make a play for it. Like that all just seemed like bad news to me. felt like it was like, like it was like, it was a con. It was a con meant to entrap Sawyer. I don't know why my mm. brain went that route, but I was just thinking like, yeah, something's fishy about this. Yeah. But it just, they, they kind of, I guess they didn't want to... Your con senses were working, but they were pointing you in the wrong direction. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think I would just be like the very obsessive, paranoid dude, like everything's a con, but it wasn't <laughs> that way. Because uh, what what happened was uh, the the new guy Munson that shows up in jail, supposedly he embezzled like ten million dollars, and the way that it's set up is uh, that they're saying that the uh, the warden wants to get the money. Sawyer doesn't want the warden to get the money, so Sawyer introduces himself to uh, Munson, and you know he, he explains everything. And, you know, uh, he gets Munson to tell him where the money is. And at that point, you're thinking like, okay, that's fine. This is, everything makes sense. And then you see him going to meet the warden. And I audibly, while we were watching the show, went, (laughs) oh, shit. (laughs) Because I figured out all of the stuff that the warden was doing was stuff that was coached Uh. by Sawyer in order... To make it appear that the warden is angling for the money and Sawyer would be the person that this guy would Motherfucker, trust. Motherfucker, I was so tuned out and probably like <laughs> taking notes or something. I damn missed that whole chunk. But Jesus Christ, that's yeah. All right, like right. it's never explained. Now. Yeah, it's just uh, you know Sawyer tells the warden where the money is, and the warden's like, uh, you know, for your efforts, we're going to cut six years off your sentence. Yeah. 
they don't spell out exactly what happened, but the way that I figure it happened is that everything except for maybe the wife was a setup uh, that Sawyer like sort of coached everyone through. Yeah. It's like if you do this and you do this, then I'm gonna be the guy that he's trusting with the information. See, I, that would make that would make a lot of sense to me, but it also makes it a little tough for that other scene where he's like, "Why is that guy here?" And then like he gets he gets. No, I, I think that when he finds out about it, mm. he approaches the warden oh. with, like, here's my plan to get the money from this guy. If I can get the money from him so that you can return it to the government, will you let me go? Uh-huh. uh-huh. Oh, shit. Interesting. But he gets a commission off of this. We don't find out how much that is, right? We just It's just no. a general sum of... No, I don't think that we ever find out because... Uh, uh, what's the name of uh, his Fleming? baby mama? Oh, Cassidy. 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 She just gets like a bag of money later, right? Yeah. How does that come back later? I can't remember how that, if that does get to Clementine or not, the money. No, I mean, it gets to yeah. Clementine's mom. I see. Yeah, I mean, there's the, the bank account, and then I think the bag of money, because later on, like, like uh, Kate is supposed to give money to her because Sawyer told her to mm. later. I think that might have been different money. Oh, yeah. No. So she's she's got a chunk That was that. the settlement? Yeah, I think that might have been settlement money. I see. Oh, so Clementine has even more money. Yeah. So Clementine got paid twice. Yeah. That baby is rolling in cash. <laughs> that baby's a great con artist and she hasn't even started. <laughs> yeah, she hasn't done anything. <laughs> it's a couple of goo-goos and a gaga here and bam, she's rolling in it. She's got that golden tongue. Well, what if Clementine isn't real and it's just a con to Cassidy's <laughs> Oh, shit. We don't uh, see her in the flash sideways, so, I mean, yeah. That is, that is incredible. Yeah, you have a child that you've never met and that, that never comes to, to, the, to the other side. Yeah, and we never see her. Yeah. We just see that one picture. But we do see a... Or do we see her? Oh. I feel like... I don't know if we actually saw Clementine. Yeah. I know that we saw, like, uh, what's her name again? Cassidy? Yeah, we see Cassidy's mm. house. Yeah. And I believe that there's, like, kid stuff. Mm. Yeah, that's true. That is part of the con, though. Oh, like, she's running the con, the con on, uh, <laughs> on, Kate. on Kate also. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, what is Cassidy doing with all that money is what I want to know. Spending too much on kids' toys. Yeah. <laughs> She has, like, every single um, board game known to men. Like, oh, these aren't for children. No, I like them for myself. And then also these child, these children's toys. <laughs> oh, speaking of Kate, I wanted to uh, mention something. So, when Sawyer's getting the shit kicked out of him by uh, Blockhead, yeah. I don't remember what his yeah, name Danny is. Pitt. Danny Pickett. Yeah. His name is Danny Pate? Pickett. Danny Pickett. When uh, he's getting the shit kicked out of him by Danny, uh, and he's not fighting back... Uh, Danny is screaming at Kate, do you love him? Yeah. Do you love this guy? And then she says, yes, yes, I love him. So Sawyer takes that as gospel because mm. he's just like, oh, sweet, she loves me. Yeah. So when he's trying to convince her to escape, he says, if you really love me, you would leave now. And she's like, I just said that to make him stop beating you. Uh-huh. Yeah. What's really, really fucking cold <laughs> is that not five minutes after that, she throws Jack's catchphrase at him. Oh, yeah, that's oh, true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, a, uh, uh, live together, together die alone. Yeah. 
Yeah, that. Yeah, that's gotta. That's gotta hit hard. <laughs> that's gotta hit really hard for for Sawyer. You know, old boys. It's kind of getting the runaround here. Well, not even the runaround. Yeah. But he's just, uh, just not. Yeah, yeah, I think if I was Sawyer in that moment, I would have started doing push-ups <laughs> just to get my heart rate up. <laughs> he's like, ah, oh, one thirty-nine, almost there. Yeah. Yeah. See how much you Did we ever out. see the watch again after this episode? No. No. No, I don't think so. Because that would have been kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. If, like, in a later scene where he's trying to fight with someone. <laughs> and it's just, it's just beeping. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, had, I have a false memory in my head of in a, in a, a couple episodes from now, in, in the future that we've already watched, is the episode where they have sex in the cage. Mm-hmm. I have this false memory of that happening in this episode, and he had the watch on his, on his on his wrist, and it started beeping while they were having sex. Oh. That pause made me wonder where he thought his watch was. <laughs> and he had the watch on his. Wrist. He had the watch on his wrist. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. Uh, I was like, like, damn, that either that watch was like moving all over yeah. the place, or he's a girthy motherfucker. <laughs> uh. That's that's too much. That's great. <laughs> also, I don't think that a heart rate monitor would work if you put it on your tit. <laughs> uh, listeners, uh, if you put a heart rate monitor on your dick and it works, please tweet at us. Yeah. At what bro pod? Yeah. With hashtag no pictures. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we get we get uh, so there's that with with Kate. Um, we're talking about cons. There's. Um, there's the pacemaker con. There's the ten million dollar um, con. I guess you can call it the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the con con. Oh, um, yeah, and Takana Con Man Con yeah. by by Ben, the B the B Man himself. Um, but yeah, so Ben says something at the end of the episode, saying like, in order to gain the respect of a con man, you got to con a con man. Does does it seem like um, Sawyer respects? Then after this, <laughs> no. like, you've got my respect, sir. Yeah. And then, like, gives him, like, a nice, you know, southern <laughs> bow or something. I don't know. But Jesus Christ. Are, are there any, any like, occupations or callings where that wouldn't make sense, though? I mean, like, uh, you, to get the respect of an uh, MMA fighter, uh, you got an <laughs> MMA fighter, right? Yeah. That would yeah, make that sense. Works. That works. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that scans. Like, for that. Yeah, I suppose so. So, like, Ben's approach is just beat everybody at the thing at that, their they're, own game. that they're notable yeah. for. Yeah, or at their own game. Yeah, so, I guess that's his whole thing. It'd be funny if we just, there's just a run-up to this where it's just Ben learning a bunch of odd, you know, skills. <laughs> like, like it's, just, <laughs> it's just Ben going up to Jack going, like, you see this bunny rabbit has a cancer tumor on its L7 vertebrate. <laughs> I will show you I know how to do this yeah. and lightning quick fast. And I think later on, when Hurley becomes the Jacob, and Ben is his his lieutenant or whatever, to get Hurley's respect, he's got to uh, get really good at ping pong. <laughs> yeah, you got to out ping pong the ping ponger. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe he gets the respect just by playing. Yeah, like maybe it's not necessarily that you have to beat the other mm, guy. No. you just have to show that you're competent at right. it. Yeah, yeah, that that would probably make more sense. Like, I don't, I don't. I don't think that he has to out back surgery Jack to get Jack's respect. <laughs> See, but if he operated on Jack, <laughs> right? 
Yeah. yeah. He's all like, I did it, and then I didn't nick anything. <laughs> Remember all those, those, that one surgery? Oh, he, where you do you think he twice? did the, the fake uh, pacemaker surgery on Sawyer just so he could show it off to Jack? <laughs> no, but Jack d- didn't know what happened. Yeah. Maybe they recorded it, and then they didn't need it for whatever reason. That would be incredible. That would be hilarious. Yeah, because Jack saw the x-rays later, so it, it th- ruined his whole plan. Yeah. Holy crap. Oh, and uh, Jack, when he goes to, and he sees that X-rays, it's because he's going to help try to save Colleen's life in surgery, and he needs the the crash cart. And Julia's like, "Oh, those the pedals, they're broken. We've we've never had anybody like die or anything. So I guess that means Colleen's the first other to die How in the series. How strange is that? Yeah, that is or at least at, at their camp or whatever. Maybe it was she was the first person to die." With a doctor around? Yes. A non-fertility type yeah. doctor? Also, yeah, people keep dying because of the fertility thing. She's yeah. been there for, like, at least three years, I think she said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also... But that could be part of her con on Jack. Ah. Here's another thing. Maybe she and... didn't like Colleen. I was like, let's just let her die. <laughs> just no, like... not, not that there's no crash <laughs> cart, but claiming that this is the first time that someone's ah. died. I see. See, now... All right, we're gonna like we we already seen the temple in action. You can't bring any of those people to that water to bring them back. It brings you back evil. <laughs> yeah, you you get brought back with no soul. <laughs> yeah, that is true. They're all like, we like Colleen, but we liked her the way she was. Yeah. We don't want to have an evil Colleen on our hands. We're not trying to do some pet cemetery shit over here. That's why they had to burn the body in in that Viking funeral so that Dogen wouldn't come and steal it. Yeah, because sometimes they come yeah. back. <laughs> So, like, with that whole fucking thing, like, um, it, even that rule doesn't stand. Because, like, <laughs> Homie goes out in a blaze of glory by sacrificing himself by getting that bomb to the back oh, of the submarine, yeah. right? Um, ah, oh, Jesus Christ. Naveen Andrews' his character. Um, Saeed. Saeed, yeah. So, like, what, what, there's no hard and fast rules of evilness. Like, unless his height... Well, he's not, you're not evil when you come out of there. You, you just... You're empty. empty inside. Yeah. I see. He's like, I can watch a cat fight, but I can't watch my friends die. Yeah. I will sacrifice myself. <laughs> like, he's just like, I don't actually like you guys that much, but I do know I'm supposed to. Yeah. 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 Also, uh, I don't really care if I die. Yeah. I yeah, that's anything. another thing. Yeah. He doesn't feel anything, so he's like, eh, live, die, whatever. That's true. Yeah, okay. <laughs> all right, that's making a little bit more sense to me now. Um, but yeah, like, he, he yeah, so all right. So, there you go. Um, no water dipping, unless you want to be evil and... Not evil. <laughs> or just unfeeling. Neither evil yeah. nor good. So, he's just existing he's neutral. in this neutral plane. Yeah. He's the Sweden of the group. <laughs> yeah, unless you want your alignment reset to true neutral. <laughs> As opposed to chaotic neutral. That That's what happens when you're clear, left alone on the island for years. Yeah. With no one but the smoke monster for company. I could have, I could have seen an extended policy in this episode. Right, like, oh, um, like you play golf, and uh, Desmond's response is, "I'm Scottish." (laughs) I just want to see Paula go. Yeah, but do you play golf though? (laughs) It's like, what? What is that supposed to mean? What does it mean that you're Scottish? Well, Scots created golf. Yeah, that's fine. Like my people created a bunch of stuff. I don't, I don't do a lot of that. You don't see me over here. My my people created chocolate. (laughs) You see me making chocolate? (laughs) Like, well, actually, I have. This one is a little spicy. Be careful with it on your palate. I have to use these forest spices. (laughs) Like, where did you get the chocolate from? Don't worry about it. My people. (laughs) I got it from my people. Yeah. I just, I 
for some reason I just wanted to see that. So he had a uh, he had a bucket full of fruit, and he was just knocking that fruit into the ocean with those golf clubs. Yeah. Like if I was in that camp, I'd be like, dude, stop knocking out food. <laughs> Number one, that's a waste of food. Yeah. On, on when you're specifically trying to survive. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number two, mm, fruit is not necessarily the thing that you want to hit That's with true, yeah. a fucking golf club. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's sticky and it's it's sweet. It's all like, I feel like a lot of those, yeah, mm-hmm. are just going to fucking explode. Yeah. yeah. And also, too, food, there's some weird shit going on with food in this episode. Uh, Hurley has his um, mixture of, like, fruit salad he was like you want some of this fruit salad yeah. and desmond's like no and it looks delicious and it's yeah. all fed into the mouth of a gourd and it's just <laughs> bananas and kiwis and i'm like what what is this bounty that they have on this island i'm like i'm good on leaving i got everything i need and then yeah. some there's a surplus of food here oh yeah, there's a surplus he... of fruit yeah oh there's a surplus of fruit there's i don't know how much protein they're getting yeah. in their diet maybe they yeah they had the surplus of fruit that's why they gave a bucket full of fruit to paulo yeah, yeah. Well, they also got like, it's like oh, this stuff's all gonna go bad soon. Yeah, and Jin's like their fucking resident fisherman, right? And then mm-hmm. you also have like your hunters, like you know, Desmond. Desmond, yeah, he'll probably be your your, your go to guy because Locke isn't in the picture in, in oh, the scenes yeah. that we've seen. But yeah, like they got all they need to help keep this society propagated with all their food and shelter. Well, not so much the shelter. Shelter's kind of. The roofs are all fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know how bad their roofs are? The one that was going to like catch fire and kill someone, they looked at it and said, this is fine. <laughs> <laughs> no like, roofers. Yeah. That's yeah. what they didn't have on the island. <laughs> you know what's strange is there is a lightning bolt that struck right next to their tent. I don't know. I, I guess it's... They don't have the, the budget for it. I just want to see some glass, you know? Yeah. Just see where that glass came from on that sandy beach. But Wait, did um, the lightning bolt hit the ground? Well, yeah, I guess it hit that... that uh, the, the golf club. golf club. Yeah. But then it was sent to the ground. Yeah, it transferred all some, that energy. Yeah. yeah, he had brought some kind of... looked like copper wiring off the plane or something and then yeah. sent it into the ground. Would that superheat the sand? Will it superheat the what? The yeah. sand? Probably, yeah. yes, From the like, cabling? Because it'll be directed to the ground. Eventually, as soon as it reaches ground, then it's going to it's gonna go. But he would have to... The technicality of it, it's, it's whatever. It's a TV show. But he would have to get that ground wire in deep, like at least. Because normally when you have a, a ground rod, those ground rods go into the ground like at least 6 to 12 feet. So oh. you would have to bury it deep in order for for the grounding to kind of yeah because he, he kind of tied it to the end of that bamboo pole and just shoved it in yeah, the ground yeah like, shoved it in the yeah, sand yeah it was like maybe Three four inches, inches yeah. deep yeah but you know he probably he might be able to get away with yeah. it but otherwise if he did that it would just like explode in that short you know sandy surface and probably like glass shards would probably hit everybody that's in the vicinity which is <laughs> right around all those other tents yeah that would have uh, I mean, obviously, that would have uh, been a very different episode, <laughs> but that would have been kind of funny. Yeah. I know, Jesus Christ! Well, it's is... just like, oh, I was, I was just trying to save Charlie, and uh, instead, I murdered everyone with glass shrapnel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I didn't know sand could harden that fast. <laughs> this vision is a curse. <laughs> uh, he has that um. He has that weird monkey paw vision where, like, every time he tries to fix it, he just butterfly affects himself yeah. into some weird, worst situation. Every time he tries to save Charlie, two people die. Yeah. 
No, I would watch that movie. If somebody turned that into a movie, got funding for it, and, like, had it done by Paramount or something, I'd watch that. Like, a guy has visions of saving someone, but when he does, he ends up always killing someone else. Because there always has to be a balance in the universe. No, but what if it's more people? Ooh. Yeah. Like, a whole plane is worth of people? Well, not necessarily, (laughs) like, a whole plane, but uh, it's just, like, there's this one person where you know that you could save them, but if you do... More than one person is gonna die. Oh, well, it could be like a whole plane full of people. It could be two. Is there anything special about the one? Like, is he gonna cure cancer or something? You don't know. There's no way of knowing. It, it becomes the uh, the trolley problem. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I don't know. I would, I would, yeah. If I knew for a fact that it would kill two other people, I would probably probably let that one guy die, even <laughs> though I had the knowledge of it. Yeah. Just. I don't know, one is better than two. And, like, general numbers gaming it. But then, like, I don't if, know. Like, if you like, were going to turn that into a movie, though, the first time that it happens, you save a person, and then two other people die, and you're like, that could be a coincidence. Second time it happens, <laughs> you save that person, several more people die, and you're like, oh, I think that if I save this person, then these other people die. So the next time it happens, you let that person die. Then not only are you faced with the guilt, but the fourth time it happens, because it has to keep on increasing the stakes yeah. in this uh, uh, fake movie that we're making. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Now you know that person, oh, the fourth one. Yeah. Do you save that person that you know, or do you save, or Ian, or do you let all of these other people that you don't know live? That's an incredible yeah. choice. That's a fun, well, not fun, but that's a, it's a terrible choice to make, but it's one that has mm-hmm. stakes. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, and the thing is, it's like, you can just keep raising the stakes if you're just like, well, no, I, I, I have to let this person that I know die. The next time, it's not just someone you know, it's a friend. Oh, shit. So, like, it's a friend that will die if you save that other person? No, no. If you, if you save your friend, other people will die. I see. Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, it'll keep escalating to the point where it's it's yourself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah maybe that's yeah. the end of it. I see. So or or maybe the end of it is when like it's like uh, your wife or something mm. and you're just like I have to save my wife and then you die. That's amazing. At yeah, the end that's of how it. it ends. That sounds that sounds like the greatest Twilight Zone episode <laughs> that never was, but should be. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like a really shitty Black Mirror. <laughs> <laughs> That's so actually got to do. Listeners, tweet us your uh, really shitty Black Mirror ideas <laughs> with hashtag really shitty Black Mirror. <laughs> All right, it is time to start wrapping up the, some uh, Easter egg corner. We see rabbit number eight, which uh, gets referenced later on when Locke gets, uh, gives Ben that plate of rabbit to eat. And Ben goes, oh, does, that, does this rabbit have a number on it? Right. Yeah, that's what he was talking about. In prison, Sawyer's prisoner number is 840. And those are part of the numbers, right? Yeah, 4 and 8 are. Jesus. Yeah. And Munson's is 248. And 4 and 8 are. I wrote that down, yeah. and I didn't... I was like, there's got to be something. And I didn't think those are the number numbers <laughs> that keep on appearing in the yeah. show. Um, the episode is called uh, Every Man for Himself, which Sawyer says three times in this episode. I think it's a new record for... Saying, saying the name of the episode in the episode. Oh, yeah. All right. And then, uh, yeah, Kate says, live together, die alone. Okay. That's uh, the ultimate burn. 
<laughs> to, that guy who thought she was in love with him. I know. It was like, I, I don't, don't love you. Also, here's a catchphrase of the man that I do love. I know. <laughs> Suck oh. my dick. <laughs> <laughs> Suck my lady dick. I can get out of this cage anytime I want. <laughs> I stay here to torture you. <laughs> Not really, though. Okay, so next week's episode, season three, episode three is entitled Further Instructions. I think it's a Ben episode. Oh. Because uh, Further Instructions, it's uh, uh, people are going to be doing stuff, and uh, who knows a lot about doing stuff? Ben knows. <laughs> it's true. It's He's just always giving people instructions. <laughs> just Ben going like, hey, listen to me. I know about doing stuff. I'm really good at doing stuff. The flashback is him learning how to do stuff. There's nobody that the does present, stuff better than he's me. He's telling people how to do stuff. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I could see that. That's an arc. That's a that's a fun arc. All right. So uh, real quick, what have you been getting lost in? Oh shit! I I I want to start off this one. And it's the same as I've been getting lost with for the last few recordings. I'm, I'm, you guys. Is it done yet? What, Castle Rock? Yeah. Oh, it's finished. It's like, it's a, it had a 10 episode run on Hulu and it's all done for the season. But I am getting lost, not in Castle Rock, <laughs> but I'm getting lost in the works of Stephen King. Huh. I don't know, like, I've always liked Stephen King, but even more so now, I'm like just reading the shit out of that guy. That dude is prolific. I can't even say the word. Like, he's been around and he's been writing so much. So I'm mm-hmm. reading his, um, his latest, well, not his latest, it's actually old. I'm reading his, um, his take at a, at a, um, at a, at a mythological storytelling in the vein of, like, Lord of the Rings, and it's his Dark Tower series. And those books are awesome. Um, but yeah, that's what I've been getting lost in. So a lot of Stephen King Dark Tower. Nice. Dave? Uh, I've been getting lost in uh, using my AC a lot more often. <laughs> <laughs> mm, that sounds good. Because yeah. I almost never will use it during the day when it's hot. I'll just like sit closer to the fan or something. Because it takes so much more energy to like try to warm up a hot, hot house. Like I'll use it at night when I'm sleeping, but now just all the time. It's nice. just been so hot. But it's way too hot. We were just talking yeah. right mm-hmm. before we started recording. It's just like nothing but like... If I don't move things on my bed to let the area that I was laying in <laughs> that got all sweaty right. throughout the night, if I don't move stuff, then when I come home, it's still wet. <laughs> it's at my house... It's humid were... too. So like nothing yeah, it's, yeah. Like, yeah. it's like you have a wet spot on the bed and none of the fun that you made. <laughs> I have two fans in my living room, like, that are both constantly pointed at me, like, no oscillation. It's just me sitting, like, it's a box fan and a regular oscillating fan, and it's just me sitting in the living room with that fan and my wife asking, like, are you okay? I'm like, I hope so, but damn, these two fans are going to make it better, I hope. Jesus Christ. Like, you're sitting there, you've got two fans, like, inches away from your head, just dripping. (laughs) Are you okay? No, nothing's okay. (laughs) Live together, die alone, babe. (laughs) <laughs> I, I hate when it's just like you finally are at like kind of the perfect temperature from having the fans pointed yeah. at you and you haven't moved for a very long time mm. you're like oh, i gotta use the bathroom <laughs> as soon as you walk out of line of sight of the fans <laughs> you start sweating again it's an immediate drip like mm-hmm. i swear to god like i there's like there's like a faucet <laughs> that just shoots out of my forehead as soon as i leave that fan area like my cats are miserable. Anyway, this is this is getting too long, but I do I second you in that. I I am on board with AC yeah. usage all day all night. I will pay the extra electricity. Yeah. So it's worth it. 
Like, I, like even at work, like, after finishing just a couple of jobs, I'm just kind of like, I look like I just came out from the beach. <laughs> I've, I've been going to work on the weekends just to have <laughs> AC. Because my office got it and my house doesn't. <laughs> uh, I have been getting lost recently in a new game that is in open beta right now called Magic the Gathering Arena. Ooh. It is a free-to-play game where uh, you get to play magic cards against other actual people. Like, there's no AI in the game mm. to play against. It's all against other players. Uh, you start the game out, you're given uh, some pre-constructed decks that are, like, okay, I guess. Right. But uh, the more you play, uh, the more uh, in-game uh, currency gold that mm. you can get, as long as you keep winning, and uh, you can use those to buy more packs. You buy packs, you open it up, you get better cards to put inside those decks. Oh, nice. nice. Yeah, it's uh, super fun. Yeah. And you can also pay real money to get mm, more packs, too. Yeah. But uh, if you're good, which I'm not, <laughs> but if you're good, you can actually like win enough where you never have to pay real money for anything. Right. Only people that have to pay real money are bad. <laughs> what platform are you playing on? Uh, it is only available for Windows PC. Uh, it's a beta stuff. Mm-hmm. I see. Oh, that sounds like yeah. fun. I feel like that's something I'm going to get really into when it comes out. <laughs> yeah, they, it is something where uh, I started playing it on Sunday, and I'm just like, God, I'm so fucking horrible, but I can't <laughs> stop playing. Like, I love it so much. Right. That's I why s- they call it Cardboard Crack. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I stopped playing Magic, I think, after middle school, but I still would go on the website and look up every new set and like look at all the cards well into my 20s. Oh, I see. Yeah, isn't there something they're like wicked expensive? Well, they're not expensive, but they're really good collector's items. I don't know if there, there still are cards like that. Well, yeah, I don't... you have like an original Black Lotus or something. Yeah. 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 What is that thing worth? Uh, probably uh, 1500 I would guess. Oh, mm-hmm. shit. I don't know. Let's uh, <laughs> consult the Google. Yeah, let's see. But, um, yeah, that, like, uh, I always liked Magic the Gathering, even when I was a kid. But then, like, they would, my, my, my parents wouldn't let us play because it was like, you know, we're super churchy. I, we, we, I, I've been over this with you guys. Like, I've been, I've lived a very sheltered life. But I think in reality, I think everybody just knows I just want to celebrate Halloween 364 days of the yeah. year. Except for the 31st of October. On That's October 14th, 2014, uh, according to an article on CNET, the last Black Lotus uh, that was sold on eBay went for $27,302. Oh, oh, what? I um, I went to high school with a guy who had a Black Lotus folded in his pocket. He said it's not worth anything, <laughs> but he just likes to whip it out and show people because he had it. And it was like super frayed and, you know, not right. worth anything. But, but then he was just so stoked to have it and show it to people. Was it Alpha or Beta? I don't remember. Or Unlimited? I don't remember what color the border was. And we got to set a whole. He actually just made it and crumpled it, like he he, he printed a version of it off of the internet, mm-hmm. of the two thousand and two internet. <laughs> that that actually sounds, uh, like something that someone would do. Yeah. Like yeah. they would print it up and then make it look like it was on an actual card. Yeah. And then just be like, because it's worth nothing to me, huh? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> shove it, let me shove this back into my pocket. But I remember he was so proud to have it. And I, I didn't know what that card meant until later. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And then I walked off. Like, well, the thing is, even if it wasn't worth a shit ton of money, 
still a really good card. Yeah. What is its per- what is its I believe effect? it's uh zero casting cost and sacrifice for three mana of any color. Yeah. Do they have like big tournaments where guys will unload cards like that in their deck? There's um <clears throat> or is it like against the rules to play those anymore? Uh in constructed formats yeah. there's uh the there's two types of game of uh groups that you can play in. There's uh, Unlimited, I think it's called, where you can bring in cards from any set. And then there's uh, ones where it's like, you can only do it from the last like six sets that have come out. Yeah, I see. Huh, interesting. Yeah, I used to like, I, I haven't played it, but I, <laughs> I used to like the Dark Monsters. I was like, oh man, give me those Swamp Amanas. Swamp Amanas? Swamp Amanas. <laughs> give me those Swamp Lands. I need that Swamp Mana. I want to summon every dark evil thing yeah. to the field. Okay, all this talk about magic is really making me want to do <laughs> a booster draft for my bachelor party. I think that's what we'll do. Oh, shit. That'd be dope. <laughs> all right. You if you guys want to, uh, you know, play before uh, we get to your bachelor party, yeah. just so you can brush up on the rules, yeah. just let me know. Okay. I'm down, because I, do I have next to nothing. still have your cards? Uh, I still have a good amount of cards, but what I would suggest would be uh, just some sealed. Hmm. could do that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. So uh, apparently that that is what we're going to do. <laughs> uh, now, now everybody knows our plans for I guess next weekend or something. Perfect. Or whenever it is. Yeah, whenever. <laughs> it's probably already happened by the time you hear this. Yeah. Yeah. So you can't uh, hit us up on Twitter at what Robot and ask us to join in. Yeah. Unless but, I mean, you have a folded up black lotus in your pocket, yeah. then you can tweet at us. You know, all if, if you look us up on Instagram at what Robot, you probably see pictures of it if it's happened yet nice or it will and it uh if you are super interested in playing with us uh even though we've already done the booster draft uh, the bachelor booster draft <laughs> uh you can always you uh, DVD? Yeah, yeah you can always write us an email at uh what's up with that bro podcast at gmail.com that's, yeah that's it that's the one so come and hit us up there and anywhere else you find us what bro pod on Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff you just mentioned. Yeah, we already did that. We layered it into the conversation. <laughs> Good Lord. Oh, my God. It's too hot. It's too hot, you guys. It's so hot. I'm hearing every third word we're yeah. saying. We, we hit the uh, the point of deliriousness about 20 minutes ago. When we started talking about magic cards. <laughs> on our last podcast. Also, guys, uh, please hit us up on WebRopod, uh, Instagram, <laughs> and Twitter, and uh, Facebook. If you have that. Yeah. Uh, if you're wondering, I am slowly sinking back into my chair yeah. into a drunken um, heat fueled malaise. <laughs> and if they want to ask you about your drunken heat fueled malaise, <laughs> where can they find you on Twitter, AJ? You can find me over at ADNFS003 on Twitter. Um, or you guys can find me on What Bro Pod at Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> This is the worst Groundhog's Day ever. (laughs) (laughs) The listener is like tuned out and just pretty much turned this off like after the third like pumping of the show. At what bro pod? At what bro pod? I'm at DKJ Comedy on Twitter. At Chad (laughs) underscore Waco. I forgot what we're doing, honestly. (laughs) All right, well, that's another episode in the can. You know what to do. Get lost.